0: please meet me in the book of Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Reading the 12th and the 14th verse. Um, And I'm going to be asking Deacon Bob if you'll read that at some point. Colossians chapter 3 verses 12 to 14. And, and, And while you're turning... Can I tell you a story? The story is like this. There was a teacher in Sunday school who noticed one of her children, a little boy, was making faces at other people in the playground. And the and the Sunday school teacher very nicely went up to the little boy and said when I was a child I, I was told that if I made ugly faces my face would freeze and I would it would stay like that and the boy responded looked up at her re- replied well you can't say you weren't warned it, it'll, it'll it'll hit you you It'll hit you. One more story. Come on, you got to give me a thumbs up on that. A Sunday school teacher asked her young class why it was necessary to be quiet in church. And the little girl answered, because people are sleeping. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It'll, it'll. Uh-huh, that was good. <laughs> With that being said, Dick and Bob, would you please read our scripture for today?
1: Yeah, uh, it's 12, I mean, verse 12 to 14, right?
0: Thank you very so, much, yes.
1: Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity.
0: Thank you, Deacon Bob. May the Lord have a blessing to the reading of his word, sanctified to our hearts. My thought today clothes make the christian clothes make the christian let's pray father we do thank you for this day thank you for letting us come together one more time to praise your holy and righteous name we thank you lord for just letting us to hear what you want to say to us Want to thank you for all that has gone before, the singing, the praise, the announcements, all that has gone before the praying at the leadership um, gathering this morning and praying over the service and Father, we want you to be supreme. We want you to be the one to be in 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 on center stage today at service in the name of Jesus and as. We come to this part of the service where we need to hear from you. Because if we don't hear from you, what will we do? And as Deacon Dixon would ask me, is there a word from the Lord? Thank you, Lord, that you've given me a word. Yes, there is a word from the Lord. Please hide me behind the cross, Lord. Please let me proclaim truth. Let your word fall on good ground today. Let your listeners be challenged In the name of Jesus, Lord, let me be clear. Let me be articulate and that everyone would have understanding. In the name of Jesus, Lord, even in the midst of my preaching. If you want to change some things around. Have your way. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for hearing this prayer and I bless your name. We ask you to bless the spiritual food we're about to receive, that it might be nourishment to our spirit man, something that we can feast on all week long, in Jesus' name. Amen. Clothes make the Christian, and I took that from if you've heard the the, the term, clothes make the man. Clothes make the man. Well, Today, as we look at our text, clothes make the Christian. And I want you to be thinking about, I'm going to ask some questions. As Dick and Bob was reading in verse 12, there's certain virtues that Paul put out. And you're going to help me today because all those virtues, kindness, I'm going to ask you, what does that look like in everyday life for us as Christians. It's nice to have those words, but what does that look like? In other words, give me a real scenario. Give (laughs) me a real situation that would cover that word. And if you don't want to talk out loud, please put it in the chat. And Deacon T, I'll ask you to monitor the chat and see if anybody puts anything in the chat as well so that we don't miss anyone. So with that being said, as you're thinking about that, let me ask you this question. Why do we wear clothes in the first place? Well, we're not naked. Oh, to cover right our naked. Isn't that interesting? Thank you, Sister Sandy. And you know what? It all started because Adam and Eve sinned. Because you remember, in the garden it says, they were naked and were not ashamed. But then, when sin came in, then they had to cover up, <laughs> and mankind's been covering up. That's right. One reason, so we're not naked, so we're not putting it all out there. Thank you, Sister Sandy. Anybody else? To pro- for, protect- for protection. For protection. Then I heard somebody say, "To keep warm." Yes. Ah, ah. Anything? Anybody else? Protection. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Uh, and Jada uh, Dixon says fashion.
0: (laughs) You know what? Thank you, Deacon Dixon, for that. Thank you for that, because I'm Gray asked something about that. So yeah, to be fashionable,
3: also as a way of expressing our our uniqueness.
0: (laughs) There you go, fashion, which leads me to my next question: Was does the clothes we wear say something about us? yes yes, yes, uh, I'm gonna go back and ask this question. It just came to me. Are we careful about what we put on, or do we just throw something more? Um, depends on the day <laughs> you know what and i'm I'm asked I'm glad you said that Pastor G. so if when we throw things on, I'm gonna follow up with the question on that: Are we walking around self-conscious that day? I just threw it on. Did I thinking about? Did I miss something? Depends on the day, cool?
4: Pastor. If we're home, if I'm home all okay. day in the in the house, just walking around the house,
0: okay, then
4: no, I'm not. But the minute if an emergency happens and we have to come outside the house, uh huh. And- reason I have to come outside the house before I have a chance to run back up and, you know, I just have to come straight out. Yes, I would be self-conscious.
0: Ah, so we're meticulous about, but we're mindful, we're very mindful of what we wear, when we wear, and how we wear. If nobody's around, just throw something on. But the minute that scenario changes and somebody might be around, Now we're getting self-conscious because we already know in the back of my mind, we done threw something more. We didn't carry love. But now scenario has changed. So if we see someone who's got a suit and tie, can I say that in this day and time? I know it's all business casual, but what, what does that say to you? When you see someone, you may not know the person or you see a woman Dressed in a very nice matching blouse and dress and whatnot. What does that say to you? Look at them. You may not say anything to them, but in your mind, what are you thinking that person might be? Suit and tie, dress, very professional, if I can use that term now. But What's you just said
3: it, professional. I think of a per-
0: person I mean, who is a or professional. Or I'm a sorry, prof- what did you say? Thank you, um, Lady Dean, Dick and Bob said something.
1: Uh, they may be going to like a meeting or something important where they gotta, you know, present themselves that way.
0: Uh-huh. And think, thank you, Dick and Bob. And see, I really want you to think about this. We look at folk and how they're dressed. Now you know, sure enough, sure enough. You see a man who's got a suit and tie, but his shirt is hanging out and his tie is crooked. And he's got stains on his jacket what are you thinking Like, come on I tell me you you haven't seen it what are you thinking nothing
2: Bobby, he he um he, he he didn't really care that much about what he hit you know how he really looked on you know, the overall and um he he could have had a bad day he could have you know just he going through something you know it's, it's always sometimes you can't judge you know what a what a person' out, outward appearance looks like. So, especially with their clothes, maybe. Um. But and in, in, in particular, for the most part, Pastor, that person sloppy.
0: <laughs> but thank you, Deacon Dixon. Now you went deep, yeah. Professor. But it's all good. But I'm thinking we've been out. We've been walking out in public. We've seen people, and you know when you get a glimpse of them, in your mind, you think of something. Please tell me, I'm. Um, If I'm incorrect, please tell me now. Please tell me. Please tell me now. You see somebody. You see a young lady who's dressed from head to toe. The nails match the little streak of color in her hair. The lipstick is just right. Everything. She's got those, um, I call them corner roach killers where, you know, the stilettos. Is it stilettos, stilettos? Stilettos. Stilettos. They got... All that working? What, what what does that say? Oh, man. Oh, man, she is really got it together. She has taken the time. That's the glimpse. I want you to see this. People do this all the time. And unfortunately, Deacon Dixon, you're right. We make judgment calls based on how people are dressed. Let me put it to you this way. If you knew a group of lawyers was coming at you, you just happen to know there's a group of lawyers coming at me. But if any of them looked out of place, if they didn't have the suit, if their tie wasn't just right, if their shoes were not shy, you'd notice. Because there's an expectation that they're supposed to be a certain way. Clothes do make the person It can make the person. When I was a conductor, I had to be in uniform. And everybody, when I worked for SEPTA as a conductor, everybody knew who the conductor was versus the engineer, the person that ran the train, because the engineer didn't have to wear a uniform. The conductor did. So when people needed to know information he can tell about train schedules and times. They pretty much ran up to the conductor. Now, I even say the conductor had assistant conductors who were dressed like he or she. But clothes said a lot about you. So let me say this: it is important. So let me ask the question: Is it important that we wear the right clothing?
4: Yes, it is because you're represent first of all, you're representing that job. And mm-hmm. your your supervisor or your boss, they want to know that they that you when you come out there you're gonna
5: dress appropriately.
0: Mm. That came from Nurse Kane, who you had to wear white. Didn't you wear your uniform? Yes. Didn't you have, <laughs> didn't you have the white, white during your yes, time? Yes. Did you have to wear the hat too? Yes. Did you have to have those white shoes? (laughs) Did you have to wear those white shoes?
5: You had to wear the white shoes. They had to be polished. White. (laughs) And you had the nurse's hat. that had to be white and stiff. Stiff.
0: Stiff. Oh, my. Mm -hmm. See, we're talking about this. Isn't it interesting? We all know. Mm -hmm. And whether you, whether we were nurses or not, if we went to a hospital, we could identify a nurse. Yes, yeah. We could identify a nurse. We can identify we're out in the street professionals. We can identify certain people just by the way they were dressed. Yeah, it's important. I, I'm with you. I believe it is important that we wear the right clothing. Deacon Kane, you said it best because it represents. Either who we are or who we are working for. Or in this case, it's who we are living for. In our text today, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Colossae. And most of the churches there were Gentiles. He was encouraging them to be faithful. He was also writing to say, Jesus Christ is Lord. That's his thing. Jesus Christ is Lord. Why? Because he was there to also writing to combat other religious groups that were pushing back on Christianity. The worship of angels, Jews forcing them, still forcing them to follow follow Jewish laws. Still at it. Still at it. Now, something I do want to say, Paul did not Established this church but I need to take a commercial break because I want you to be encouraged today he didn't establish this church but he trained a gentleman by the name of Epaphras and you will find if you read in chapter 1 he said you learn these things about Christ from my fellow servant, Epaphras. So let's believe Epaphras may have founded these churches here in Coloss. But I want you to see this, Paul trained Epaphras and what did Epaphras do? He took the gospel to Coloss and taught others. Are you hearing me today? Paul didn't have to set that church up. He didn't have to do it all, but because he was faithful to train Epaphras, Epaphras then took the gospel somewhere else. And then Epaphras began to talk about their faithfulness to Paul and Paul wanted to meet them, wanted to talk with them, wanted to introduce himself and encourage them. I want you to be encouraged, saints. When we encourage others, when we teach others about the goodness of the Lord, and we talk about the the sal- saving power of Jesus Christ, the good news. See, if we do that, you never know what individual individuals will take it somewhere else and spread the gospel. Isn't that great news?
2: amen Hallelujah. isn't that
0: great news
2: mm-hmm.
0: so with that and even though we know Paul wrote a large majority of the New Testament we believe that but this particular church he didn't he didn't establish it was somebody else but he had his influence because the one who established it Paul trained him <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. And so, with that being said, verse 12, Paul says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. I got to stop here. When I was reading this, I want to get to the clothing part, but I needed to put a quarter in the meter for a minute. Paul said... That we are dearly loved by God. We are chosen by God. So here's my question How many of us really know how much God loves us? You know, our theme is this year's love, but God really loves us. God loves us even though we've had trauma, pain in our lives. I wonder, when I saw that portion of scripture, I said, Lord, how many Christians, because remember he's writing to Christians, how many Christians really know how much God loves them? Thank you, Bishop Churn. I see you. I see you. You didn't waste any time. I mean, Bishop, I couldn't even get it out fast enough. And there was your Uh, hand. God really, thank you, Lady D. God really does love us. And I thought about this because people have gone through some different difficulties in life. And they're saved, but they really ask the question, do you really love me like that? I stop by to tell you, yes, he does. He loves you like that. Even through the trauma, he loves you like that. When you cried, he cried. When he hurt, you hurt. He loved you just like that. I want to be real clear that he loves you. I think I said it a couple of days ago, when my mother and father forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. He loves you. No matter what we're going through, have gone through, or will go through, he loves us. I want you to hear my voice and never forget if you don't get anything out of this message today. Please know that God loves you. And Paul used the word dearly. He loves us that much. I know some people say, yeah, I know he loves me. But you got to know he loves you in the good times and in the bad times. And just because you went through it, and we can ask God, Why did you let me go through it? I don't know God's ways. And I don't have all the answers for that. But what I can tell you is that he loves you. He loves you so much. And he hurts when you hurt. And he cries when you cry. Don't ever forget that. Because, you know, some people base God's love on when God does. Or you think God doesn't love you because he's withholding something from you. Why is he withholding this from me? He doesn't love. Even in his withholding, as one would think from our perspective, he is still loving you. He is still loving me. Hmm. Please know that God loves you. And you're chosen by him. Paul told the church, class, and telling us today that we're chosen and we're loved by him. Paul goes on to say, clothed. In the NIV, it says clothed. I like that word. In the KJV, it'll say, put on another translation will say put on yourselves I like the word clothes we talked about clothing and we are meticulous about what we put on I'm talking about clothes make the Christian put on I told you I was going to ask we got a few five clothe yourselves with compassion somebody please tell me what that looks like in every day. For us as born-again Christians, how do we clothe ourselves in compassion? Oh, come on now. What does that look like? See, we talk about putting our clothes on. We talked about protecting ourselves. We're talking about the reason why we put clothes on. It says a lot about who we are in everyday living as a born-again Christian, how do we put on compassion? What does that look like in everyday living for us as born-again Christians? Anybody? Uh,
1: I would say um, it looks like the word that we receive for the year, loving on people, verbing on people, um, Uh, supporting encouraging uh even people that (laughs) you might not want to (laughs) show compassion to um that's how that's what being clothed in compassion but i think it starts with you um preparing yourself first for the day and then applying what you prepared yourself for like you know like you using the scripture for example you know just declaring it over yourself and just asking the lord to show you how to have compassion for people mm. and ways to to do it
0: thank you deacon t i think it's
5: it, a very good example is when our barnabas ministry when you mm. Uh, feed feed those who, you know, when you're serving food to the homeless and when you're giving warmth to them that get through the coldness of the winter. When you give somebody a few dollars or a sandwich when they're asking for money. Mm-hmm. And I think also when you look a person in the eye and notice their existence, even if you don't have money to give them, you don't just walk by like they're not there because they're homeless.
0: Mm-hmm. Ah, I like that, Bishop like that I like that thank you anybody else
2: yeah right. um fast, I think uh showing compassion what it looks like did you know on a day-to-day basis like um when you when you come across they they really just they like been turned upside down bad news cancer death in the family mm. like you know just just being is the word empathetic. I mean empathetic uh, empathy. Empathy. Yes, showing empathy I tore the word up. Empathy, right? It's okay, we got you. <laughs> um just showing having that foot on man and you know and 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 understand just try to like really not you can't feel exactly what they are feeling but feel the the, the depth of the hurt. And you know and is you know like when people say, "Well, you know, is there anything I could do?" Some people just say that to say it, but you really mean. What man, what can I really do, man? What you want me to do? You know, I I could best I do right now is listen. You know, hear what you got to say, and uh, really tune in, and you know, not be distracted with you know what they, with uh, you know, what stuff I got going on in my life. But really t- take the time to to get inside of what they feeling, man. And um, like Bishop said, somebody hun- hungry, and you know that you know you give them something. But even after that, you give it to them like, ah, right, man, I wonder what what's the next meal going to look like for them, you know? So just taking it, taking it different levels of uh, compassion taking it to the different levels of, um, you know, your concern for, for what's going on. And, and especially with with people, especially with criminals Past I'm telling you, when we're here by somebody that murdered somebody, and, you know, uh, just looking at it this morning, man pushed the 85-year-old man in the train tracks uh, last night in New York. And just watching him, young man, they were arresting him and stuff. And I was just like, I just, in my heart, I had compassion for, you know, him, what's going to happen to him and why he did that. You know, like, just the, the sinful nature of, of why we do the things we do. So, yes, that's that's my little take on it.
0: Thank you, Deacon. Dixon, thank you so much. It, it Clothe yourself. Anybody else before I, we move on to the next one? Okay. Uh, I need to stop real quick and say, there was a word before we told, before Paul, first word tells the regards to his, his people, and he loves us dearly. There's a word called therefore. A lot of times when Paul writes, and he says, therefore, ask yourself the question, what is it there for? What is that word, therefore, therefore? Because he's summing up what he said before. And if you read in chapter two, it talks about Paul says, you know, you were once, you know, did evil deeds. You did certain things, talked about the former life. But now that you found Christ, you have the light. And now he goes into in chapter fifth, in chapter three, therefore, I love how he just throws stuff in. He gets the clothing and stuff, but he throws in that we're God's chosen people, we're dearly loved. Put on. (laughs) I love it. Thank you for the compassion. Bishop, when you said Barnabas, I still can't get it out of my head how um, Deacon T, Deacon Kane, and Lady D, and um, Sister Z, they drive down the street. They have Deacon T doing U-turns. There's one. There they go. There they go. Have it doing U-turns. There's another one. There's another one. They're ripping and running down the street, but there was a joy. But I want you to think about what they were doing. And every last thing that all that you said, all of you have said, I want you to think about it. You had to come out of yourself to help someone else to show compassion. You had to come out of yourself to show compassion for someone else, concern. The next one is kindness. How do we put kindness on? What does that look like?
3: Pastor, one of the things I, I strive to do is in driving the, the Lord goodness. challenges me to be kind when I'm driving. Wow. And um, many times it's like thinking about the other driver and being kind, letting them in, Ooh. you know, saying thank you, you know, being a, smiling and and he's challenged me to be kind. To other drivers, and 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 with relation to um, people I speak to on the phone, like bill collectors, or um, you know, they're not necessarily bill collectors, but people that um, I have to have discrepancies and things like that with medical people <clears throat> when I have to get, call and get something straight, and I already have a little attitude. Uh, he says, "I want you to put on I want you to be kind." and I have to like really it takes a really an effort. It really does take an effort sometimes to remember I have to be kind. I have to be kind and, and I use my the way I say my voice, the things that I say, the my inflections, mm. my the tone of my voice, these are mm. all things I have to I have to con- be very conscious. In terms of being kind. And those are the, the scenarios, daily scenarios that I have to, uh, in ways that I have to be kind. Mm.
0: Daily. Mercy. Thank you, Lady D. Anybody else? I'm, I'm going to add one. In the drive through at McDonald's, I took, told the person, um, I'm paying for the one behind me. She doesn't know it, but when she gets up here, she'll know. Now, that was no fun when I got to the next window. They said, well, this is your order, but the other one didn't take. Your card didn't go through. What? So that was no fun, so I had another card ready. <laughs> but <laughs> but I was able to pay for the woman's uh, breakfast, whatever it is she got, um, but kindness. Kindness of a stranger, you never know. May Pastor,
5: some- Pastor, one of the, you said compassion. You have to go out of your way, but for me, kindness uh, seems to require that I m- make myself less comfortable for the comfort Ooh. of someone else. Ooh. you know, sharing is there, but I have to. That's the one that seems to me to take the most out of me, more than just compassion and empathy, but kindness. I have to say no to my tiredness sometimes. I have to say mm. no to my plans. I have to say no to how I wanted something to look, like say someone was coming for lunch and I knew how I wanted it to look, but someone else need to come also. Or someone need to talk to me on the phone and I'm trying to get my prayer on. And I, I have to mm. consciously say no to something I may have planned or want to do to be able to respond to the request that's in front of me.
0: Wow.
4: Wow. I wanted to piggyback on what what Bishop just said. I was about to say it by way of example. I'm learning that kindness, like Bishop said about it, costing you something isn't just doing something nice for someone like bringing them coffee or whatever the kind of acts but yesterday i was in a particular store wawa and um there was this very long line and all i had was one cup of coffee that's all i had and had any cup. extras and so i'm waiting and waiting and other people got behind me and there were a lot of people in front of me and I had on my hoodie. And the reason I say that is if you ever wear a hoodie in a store, you really your peripheral vision isn't as acute as it is when you don't have it on. And so the general another gentleman finally said, I'm sorry, you can be waited here. And everyone started darting to the line. If you're not getting cigarettes or whatever, tobacco, they said, you know, you can go over there. And I could sense that someone was right behind me and the person would have had been in front of me in the line we were moving from. And I zipped up there and I was the first one. And after I got waited on, I kind of glanced and turned around and the look the lady was giving me. She was being nice. You know, she wasn't being uh, ignorant in any way, but I could tell she really did not appreciate me darting in front of her. And I just kind of looked at her and gave her a smile. When I got out, I'm like, yes, yes, for once, I'm not the one who who people bogarted in front of. And And then I got in my car, yes, yes. And I kept seeing that lady's face because it wouldn't have cost me anything to let her go first. After all, she had been in line waiting longer than me anyway. But I was so busy. Trying to, for once in my life, being the first one, not being the one that's always ending up. I just have a horrible time getting in lines, uh, checkout lines. I'm always picking the wrong line and they're looking at the line I left and and it's moving right along. So what it taught me is that sometimes you have to come outside of your feelings about yourself. Uh, of, of, as, as the um, young people would say, looking like a punk. You know, everybody's getting over on you, but to just step back and let someone else have the right of way not having to prove that you're right, you know, like having a talk, having to get that last word, all of those things to me now I'm learning are acts of kindness. It doesn't take anything from you to, to uh, just acquiesce to somebody else's opinion or somebody else thinking they know it better than you. Just step back.
0: Bye. Putting on clothes today. We're putting on clothes that make the Christian. Clothes that make the Christian. Thank you, Pastor G. Anyone else? Anything in the chat? Because we'll move on, if not.
2: Um yeah, real quick, Pastor G, I'm laughing. <laughs> Man, you, you and you just alike with lines. <laughs> um, I find myself, I don't know what it is. Um, but that's when I'm just, just that's when the, the most angry has come out of me in lines, and that's my time. I tell myself. That's the time to get the scriptures out. I read. That's when I read the Bible a lot in the lines. But I notice when there are different people that are struggling at the cash register for some apparent reason, something going on, and then they'll they'll look right at me, but like I'm so sorry that you got to wait and everything. And then I go, you know what? It's okay. I said, don't worry about it. I said, whatever it is, you know. I said, I ain't in no rush to spend no money anyway, you know. So I, but you know, I don't really do prepare myself. You know, I done sat there 15 minutes, they struggling with the car. And I was like, man, she don't even know. I if I had she don't even know if I had this money, I pay for all her stuff. I got it, gonna let her go. You know, but anyway, just learning to to, to understand what's the struggle. And, and there these this personal person is having that to register and, and 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 have a little patience and just and, and let them know it's all right, you know, it's okay. You know, I'm in a rush. I'll just wait, you know? So
0: See, as, thank you, Deacon Dixon. And as we're talking about, this is real. This is what we're to put on every day as born-again Christians. Clothes make the Christian. These are the virtues we're to put on every day. We're going to move to humility. Humility. Okay, I see I got no takers on that one. I'm, my, I got,
5: I'm right there, Pastor. Um I'm just thinking if it's more to what I was going to say, because it's gonna sound odd, but sometimes it's being being wrong when you know you're right. <laughs> just letting it go when yes. you can pick it up, you know, follow. You could you could have the last word, but you don't.
0: Here it is. Here it is. And be okay with it, Bishop? Yes, and be okay with it.
5: Everything is not win, win or lose. Some things are just let it be. And one of the hardest, do something and nobody knows you did it. <laughs> and not having to have credit for everything you do.
0: Mm or recognition. Mm. Thank you Bishop Trent. Anybody else? Anybody else? Um, I wanna circle back because Javon is here. We talked about compassion. I'm still thinking about what she did with her mom and dad to shame at uh, the Reading Terminal, how she saw the gentleman wanting something to eat and she gave of her food. And then shamed her parents into doing the same thing. But it was her compassion that she had, and she seems to always have for people. Pastor,
5: Pastor, may I interject there? Yes. Thanksgiving night, the hungry cat was out there. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and, And Mama Bear said to compassionate Kathy, did you feed that cat? She said, yes. She said, what did you give that cat? She said, said, I fed her. She said, well, what did you feed her? I went in the box. She went in the box. You know how you have your take-home Thanksgiving Day boxes. She went in hers and got food out for the cat. And her mother said, you did what? She said, she was hungry. Mm. So I just got a new definition for (laughs) compassion. Somebody's need is more important than what it is you're doing, mm.
0: mercy. This is every day. This is every day. You
5: know, I think Giovanna lives that way every day. She does, not she makes it hard for her her parents because we were riding down <laughs> the street again, Pastor. We don't say nothing about the priests and the people that shake shake their clothes and leave the homeless man laying in the street. But it's worse. We were riding
4: down the street again. And a gentleman, you know how they stand right in the middle of the the, the lanes? Yes. The yes. Well, we were driving along, and I'm going to say not me, but the other person that was driving, just uh, <laughs> very casually as he looked down the street and saw this person just eased up their window, and they were looking down at something, like on their phone or whatever, wherever we were driving. And they were looking down, and as we were getting closer, and the person was approaching, the cars on our side, he just eased up his window, and she was sitting in the back. And I told him, I said, "You can't do that in front of her. She's here, right?" And sure enough, she said, "I saw that. Why would you roll up your window?" Oh, so we got to get a, we had to get a lecture because he just eased it up. He didn't like make a grand gesture of moving his window up. He just kept looking away and eased his window up. <laughs> Pray for us. What I would like you to pray isn't so much about our compassion, but that Giovanna's eye would would divert another way while we're doing what we do.
0: <laughs> <sighs> um, but this is what it means. Christians, close, make the Christian. Thank you. Thank you, Giovanna. You probably wouldn't have thought of it because it's part of you. It's just what you do but I need to make mention of those things. Keep doing what you're doing, Giovanna. Your mom and dad might get some compassion after all. And we move on to gentleness. What does that look gentle, gentle, gentle?
5: For me, pastor, it's soft words.
1: Hmm. I
5: think it's the opposite of
4: rough. <laughs> you know, Um, in this day and age where we are encouraged to speak our truth, if you ever notice, like even with spoken word, there's a, I don't want to call it a negative a- attitude, but there's an energy behind it, because we're coming up out of how we believe lies in our lives, and now we're free, so we're like, I am, I don't need you this, I don't need you that, and I am this, and I am that, and while I can look at that as being a, a liberty that the person is taking after taking years of abuse or, you know, being mistreated or what have you, I also recognize that um, gentle is when you come across in such a way that it does no harm or foul to another person or animal or anything. And it, with it comes is attached like a comfort and a sense of safety.
0: Mm. Gentle.
1: What they said, Pastor Bishop, and um, yeah. that was a word. That um, that's a word that the Lord is working on me with.
0: Mm-hmm. Gentle, gentle, gentle. I think of touch. <clears throat> <clears throat>
3: I think of touch, uh, like, um, being willing to touch people gently Mm. and maybe that goes with compassion and kindness, but, um, sometimes I think you don't have to say much, but when you just give people a gentle, now people are kind of touchy about being touched, but but um, <laughs> but I think that some, when especially when you know a person you know what their quote love language which we uh, talked about before especially when you know their love language knowing how to be gentle in that language and I think that people who need touch just to touch their shoulder just to touch their back gently can do so much um to it can do more than even words or anything else. And you don't even have to say a thing. It just lets them know you're there and you're you're connected. There another human being is connecting to them.
4: And they feel safe. Bishop, they feel that safety tap that, 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 that rub on the back, yes.
5: Never mind, Pastor J. <laughs>
3: And also presence, a gentle presence. Mm.
1: Yeah. You know,
3: um, and That's and great. the nonverbal communications. You know, uh-huh. just you know, the I think somebody said eye contact with something else, um, but just um, just letting them know that you're there, and it, just a gentle way of being. You know, just like. Yeah. Lady
5: B has that gentle touch. She actually has a
3: she she I was touch. To say yeah.
5: touch. Yes, yeah, she Early do. in my healing journey, um, people couldn't touch me. I don't mean the fibro couldn't touch, but the emotional couldn't touch. And she was the first person. She massaged my neck. Mm. She said, "Just let me do this." Mm-hmm. And she was the first person I let touch my neck, and she my shoulders and neck, and I never forgot. I, I can feel it to this day. Mm-hmm. That's how
4: gentle she was. And her niece, Giovanna, has that touch also. He does. Giovanna has it as well. She does. Giovanna has mm-hmm. such a
3: gentle touch.
0: I hope
5: you're, you all take that's, it in. That's that compassion coming out through her fingers.
3: Do you know
4: what it else? Is. Zayna has it.
5: Oh, yes, my oh, my oh, my God. Oh, my Thank God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know her face wow. is next <coughs> to word in the dictionary.
3: <laughs> she does. She has a very gentle touch.
5: Po- Doctor, I have something to say about gentleness that I I'm just going to say it. But I think it's like slowing down, like going slowly. Yeah. You know, I, you, we rush or you, you're you're teaching someone how to do something and you just want to rush. I know you'd be kind and you'd be nice, but there's be gentle. Just slow down a little bit. Just slow down. Don't push someone, don't rush them. Just let them go at their pace. Just be gentle. Mm.
0: Yes. We need to be thinking about this all the time. In everyday situations, remember clothes that make the Christian. We're to be clothed in, in this. Um, because hmm. I'm gonna say more about this in a minute. All these virtues, and finally, Deacon Dixon, you touched on it earlier. You said you and hmm. I used the word being patient. Patience, hmm. Hmm.
2: Hmm.
5: never mind, Pastor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we want it yesterday.
1: <laughs> yeah, Lord, give me patience, and I want it right now.
0: Absolutely, Sister Sandy. Lord, give me patience, and I want
2: it now. Um, I think with the patience thing, right? Especially here, you go. With, when when you when you uh, letting God use you, you got to realize it takes a lot of time with people that you are trying to get saved. Not I not that I can save nobody, but you know, you know how you plant them seeds, and then you constantly dealing with the person. And then you know, you, you you see him like, is he listening? Or do they care? Or, you know, and then you know, uh it's like then I get frustrated, I go, don't give up. And then then they will come in months later and be like, man, you know what that prayer you said worked, you know, <laughs> or uh, or oh, I'm doing all right now. You know, thank you, man. You only know you you you're the pillow of the community. I mean it's a lot, you know, when people say those type of things. So just being that's that godly patience, man. It's like because God He waited on us a very long time. Mm-hmm. Especially me. Mm-hmm. I know He did, you know? So um and I gotta look at it like that too. You know, every, all of us are a work in progress. All trust me. We all are, you know, and um in various levels of our maturity in um in the Lord. So uh just and just imagine wait for somebody just to say yes to the lord you know you only you only know what it takes like the the weeks that every time you see the person how you should react to them how you should treat them and how you should just trust god and say a little prayer every time you see the person so just those those things seeing patients being um um uh, max and like uh played out like that's that's big. That's a big one. Past as far as clothes, wearing you know that patience clothes. So um, but but I ain't, but I ain't gonna pray for no patience on no traffic though. <laughs> I got a problem.
0: <laughs> Romans tells us what when patience, what patience, <laughs> hope and hope make it not a shame. before yeah. patience comes to trials, and then patience, mm. patience, mm. hope and hope make it mm. not a shame. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. That same love that he loves us with, he puts in our heart through the power of the Holy Spirit. I think, uh, Pastor, about
3: patience. One of the things the Lord has been teaching me about patience is it's about relationship. And um, it that takes time, it takes time, and uh, he is he's really been helping me to see that that patience is that, that patience comes when you're. Uh, I think Bishop said it before with gentleness when you're not trying to rush something to make it happen. It's like you realize that everything that you're doing. Is a process and is taking time. You don't know where you where you are. I'll just say me where I am in the process. So like when I'm when I'm feeling impatient, is it me trying to force something to happen? Like trying to force myself to see it happen right now, or if I'm or if I'm just saying, okay, Lord, okay, I don't know what I am in this process, but <clears throat> it may not me may not be me who's doing this. Maybe you're wanting somebody else to do this. That my part in this p- process is this thing so help me to do what I'm to do well instead of me just trying to see everything I gotta do this I gotta do that I gotta have this I gotta have that well maybe I'm just th- I'm doing what you want me to do in th- this part of the process so us okay let me just slow down let me just relax let me just take it easy let me just step back I think pastor G said let me just step back and see okay wow alright this is my role right here and so I don't have to get, see everything. I don't have to get everything done. I don't have to do, I don't have to put that pressure on myself. And then I can relax and be patient and say, oh, you're going to do something. You're going to see something and I can enjoy the journey. I don't have to feel like I have to see the results of the, I don't have to put that pressure on myself. And I'm finding that that's helping me in, in being more patient rather than feeling like, you know, that stress. I'm able to, hey, okay, all right, uh, this, is, this is what you're doing. And I, I'm seeing that that's helping in the patience. So as you're asking how we can do it on a daily basis, I'm finding that that is helping me to relax and to be more patient with myself, be more patient with other people, and to be more patient with the Lord. And I'm not bugging him about some things. <laughs> you know, I'm able to just be patient.
5: Amen. And Pastor, I, I, I see it as,
4: I'm oh, sorry, Pastor G. Oh, okay. Uh, I was just going to jump piggyback on what Lady D was saying, because what, I know that Paul is talking to the church at Colossus, but I feel like for patience, for me, it starts with my relationship with the Lord, wanting him to do things in my life. And I'm not mm. even talking about the big stuff. I'm just talking about the fact, like I've shared, you know, some struggles at work with my uh, student. And wanting him, wanting to get up tomorrow and, and everything be different. And then the frustration that I cry out before the Lord because it isn't over and over. Because really, I'm wanting him to do something about this. I'm wanting him, I want to see him move in a big way. And I find that for me, before I can be patient with others, I have to be patient with the Lord that he is in control. Because I think patience somehow is intermixed with control. Driving on the highway, wanting to get to my job and mm. to get somewhere on or, or an appointment. And everybody's in my way. But they have a right to be there too. <laughs> you know, but they're in my it's way. True. Why don't it's they when, oh why, why am I behind somebody's walking in their car in the middle of rush hour? You know, and all in the street. You know, if you're gonna walk your car, you need to get on the sidewalk, you know, and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> because, um, <laughs> Oh, Deacon's feeling you. Deacon's feeling you. You are in my way. You know what I'm saying? As so though I, I own this road. Even though I wouldn't say it, Pastor, you really helped me with when I was going on 309 all the time about having to be first. You know, so I'm, I lay back now. I don't have to be first, but I'm also on time. So, but, you know, when I'm not, it's not so much being first. It's like people are getting in my way. And then here comes this truck getting in there knowing he can't move as fast as the cars, and here I am stuck behind him. And the attitude, even though I don't say anything, I don't roll down my window, I don't give anybody a look, fuming inside of me, you know. That's not going my way. So what I'm learning is that first, before I can be patient with others, I have to be patient with the Lord and let him do whatever he's doing in my life as far as in those circumstances.
5: Well, I wanted to, Pastor well G said. really gave the picture of it, but I think that on a day-to-day practical application is a willingness to wait, to put your will to say, I'll just wait. That's patience in action. I'll say just that wait. Again,
0: a willingness to do what? It's a willingness <laughs> to wait. Hmm. w w <laughs> willingness. So I think the that three of these, w- we wrestle F- with T-W. a willingness to wait. <laughs> willingness to wait.
1: Hmm.
5: A willing. We. We. It's a deliberate attitude. That's how I would be dressed in that. Because I, I think that that's just an outfit. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave my woolen gloves. You know, my weight gloves. Patient. I'm going to leave them somewhere. So I'll have to, have to. <laughs> okay, I got to be willing. No, like Pastor G no, said, no. in, your head, in your head. But I was trying to think of a practical everyday, and that's what it is. It's an attitude to say, I'm going to wait. And I think that exhibits patience. I would like to know what you think about it. I don't know if that's it, but that's what that's I think. That's it,
0: willingness to wait. Yeah. And many times, I'm going to tell you how many of us got impatient about something we just calmed ourselves down only to find out because we calmed ourselves down. God wanted us to talk to somebody. God wanted mm-hmm. us to see somebody. God had us avoid an accident. God kept us from a certain situation mm-hmm. because we had to wait. My, 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 my. Yeah. My, my, my. Thank you. So we be putting these clothes on today? Yeah. We're putting these clothes on today in a practical way. <clears throat> and yes, Pastor G, you said he is talking, Paul is talking to the church of Kalos, but and and, 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 and and to continue, you kind of said it and talked about every day, even how we, he's talking about how the Christians should interact with each other, but how are we supposed to act? Not just with each other, but in the quote outside world. But I'm going to go back to now in the household of faith in verse 13. huh? We got these virtues together. We're putting these clothes on. It says bear with each other. Amen. Oh, man. And forgive. Mm. There is a word that comes after that. I don't know if everybody can go with that. Forgive. And I'm going to read it slowly. The Ever. Forgive, forgive whatever. I'm going to say that again. Forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Yeah, but just let that sink in for a minute. If we can't, as a household of faith, the ecclesia, the called out ones, can't forgive one another. How can we forgive anybody else? And Paul lays it out there. Christ forgave us. Um, would you agree with this instruction it's tough that's hard to do it's not easy but we're instructed to do it in this book I think some of you have read it Um, Dr. Ron Susick, our friend Ron, wrote about Firestorm, how churches have have, have broken up because of disagreements. And he says, one thing to have a spark where you have a disagreement, but you work on that, you work out those grievances. But if you don't address the spark, it then becomes a flame. And when the flame comes, whoosh, now the church is gone. But I won't even say just churches, but relationships are broken. Because what's the word again forgive. Whatever, whatever, whatever grievances you may have. And I'm going to say this. <clears throat> Depending on your offense, forgiveness may not always be easy. And it may take time. But if you begin to have a willingness to forgive And keep working on it. Each time. It will get easier. But you got it. Just like you have a willingness to wait. A willingness to forgive. I'm going to read that again. What was that word again? Forgive. Whatever. Grievances. You may have against one another forgive as the Lord forgave you (laughs) gotta put forgiveness on everybody and finally in verse 14 this is the cream de la creme your overcoat that's the one that kind of seals the deal keeps everything together your overcoat what does it say Put on what? Love. You must put on love. In order to be fully clothed, you must put on love. It's which does what? Bind them all together in perfect unity. Put on your overcoat of love. Notice That's our word for this year, love. So let me say this, without love, there will be no compassion. Without love, there will be no kindness. Without love, there will be no humility. Without love, there will be no gentleness. Without love, there will be no patience. Without love, there will be no forgiveness. I want to say this to you unlike the clothes that we wear every day these clothes are not changeable can I say that again unlike the clothes we wear every day these clothes are not changeable they're to be worn all the time watch this whether at church work home, school, or at play, you're to wear these clothes all the time. You know how we like, when we come home, if we're coming from work, we're coming from some place, we want to change our clothes, get into something more comfortable. Well, I stop by to tell you, the clothes that we're discussing today are not to be changed. You don't want to relax yourself because you're home or you're in a, comfortable environment now these clothes are to be worn all the time no matter what you're doing are you hearing me today so now what does this mean it requires practice of putting them on every day until it becomes second nature until it becomes second nature and as I thought about this message, I thought about this holiday season. This is a busy holiday season. People are shopping. You get into the parking lot, somebody takes the parking spot you wanted. You're in line at the mall, and you're waiting for every day. Somebody jumps the line. You go get the item you were looking for, but somebody grabs it. And it was the last one. It seems that during this time, Tempers flare. During this holiday season, a holiday season that's supposed to bring joy, seems to bring a lot of angst and anxiety. But we who are born again, we who are got the right clothes on. People should look at us. Remember, I asked earlier about what we wear. Should people see something different? We look at people, and it says something about what we what we wear says something about us. Let me end with this golfer. You all know Tiger Woods is a head-to-toe Nike man. He wears Nike footwear, clothing, gloves, and hats, and now uses the Nike Precision Tour accuracy ball. The Apostle Paul told the Church of Colossus that as God's chosen people, we must dress head-to-toe in Christ's wardrobe. So i leave you with this question. Can people see that the clothes you are wearing resemble our image bearer, Jesus Christ? Let's pray.